You know, my friends, I never cease to be amazed uh, by the Lord and his uh, perfect timing. Of course, God's timing is always perfect, but also just uh, the nature of his perfection in having these particular readings at this particular time. And it's so beautiful. We recognize this perfection, uh, especially, I think, when we look at this Holy Mass and these readings in their proper context. And when we look at that in, within the context of everything that's happening in our church, in our world, and in our country. Of course, today is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all fathers out there, to godfathers, to grandfathers, all you future fathers. You know, and as I was praying about this homily, I, I knew that much of it would just naturally be uh, targeted towards the men of our parish. But I do hope that what I have to say also resonates with women and, of course, children as well. We all do, after all, have a father. And we need to help them, help them to be good fathers, to not be absent fathers. This church is uh, surprisingly empty. Perhaps too many fathers were given the opportunity to say, let's sleep in today. Too many absent fathers. And so I hope this well, it's going to be a challenging homily, perhaps, but I think it's an important one for us to say. Fathers, future fathers, there is a battle going on for the souls of our families. There is a battle going on for your children, your wives' souls. And I'm asking you, I'm asking you sincerely to lock arms in battle with me and Father Kleinman to lock arms in battle with really the whole church. You know, the next verse in today's gospel, if we read one more verse, we would have heard this. Do not think that I've come. This is Jesus. Do not think that I've come to bring peace upon the earth. I've come to bring not peace, but the sword. Too often I think the peace we seek is one that's just let's avoid conflict. Peace, true peace, is not simply the absence of war. And the Lord desires us to use that sword to carve out, carve out all in ourselves and in our families that is not of him. My brothers, it is easy, so easy, I think, to be discouraged. Look around us. Look around our hot mess world. Perhaps you do sometimes feel like Jeremiah in today's first reading. A couple verses before what was read today, he says, you duped me, Lord. Sometimes I think it's easy to feel like the Lord is deceiving us. Surely it feels at times that terror is on every side. Perhaps even you've had your own friends, uh, well, not help you in this journey of faith, feeling trapped perhaps, lost even. Brothers, I hope you know I hope you know to the deepest recesses of your being, like Jeremiah did ultimately, that the Lord is with you, that the Lord is with all of us, and that he is our champion. He is our champion, and when we entrust ourselves, and when we entrust our families to him, all who oppose us will fail. They will fail, and so my friends, we must believe this. We must embrace this truth. And so as the gospel proclaims, fear no one. Fear no one. 
Again, context is so important. This comes from the 10th chapter in Matthew's Gospel. Prior to this, we get the mission of the 12. The Lord calls the 12 and he gives them his authority. Okay, fine, they had special authority as his first priests, but my friends, he has given you authority also through baptism. Bless your children. Do it every morning and every night. Bless your wife. Simply have some holy water in your home and bless them on, your forehead, on their foreheads. Just make the sign of the cross. Own them for Christ. Take them, not own them in that sense, but, you know, capture them for Christ. Give them to him. After that mission was given, he commissioned the twelve. And he's commissioned all of us again from our baptism. He sent them and he sends you. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. There is some urgency, some urgency to this message from our Lord. And he warns us that this will not be easy. He tells them, he tells us that you will, they were and you will be sent like sheep among wolves. Some will reject you. And surely there will be persecution along the way, but fear no one. You know, St. Paul in the second reading from Romans just reminds us something that is so obvious. Sin entered the world through one man, sin and therefore death. Sin is all around us in our world this day. But God sent his only begotten son. And he did, my friends, conquer sin and death. And Paul tells us that the gift is not like the transgression. Where sin abounds, grace abounds super abundantly. Grace wins. My friends, grace abounds in part in and through you. God has asked for your help. Do not be afraid. Those little sparrows Jesus speaks of in today's gospel are your children. Those little sparrows are your wife. Defend them. Their salvation, your salvation, is really on the line here. Be a man. Be a good father. Start by being a good husband. Show love and affection to your wife. To love is to wish the good of the other. Marriage is about that total self-gift of one to the other. You want to be a good father? Be a good husband. Love their mother. When was your last date? When was your last date? I know the pandemic has made it difficult. Have pizza on the back porch. Light some candles. Romance your wife. This is how we begin to love our kids, is by first loving their mom. My friends, our families are under attack, but do not be afraid. Jesus is the answer to all that ails our families, our world. And he wants to reveal himself to you, and he wants to reveal himself to all your family members. And he will, in the process, reveal ourselves to us. Why are so many enslaved by pornography and over-sexualized culture? Why is there so much gender dysphoria, gender confusion in our world? Why is there an opioid crisis in our country, drug and alcohol addiction crisis? Why is there so much depression and loneliness, so much isolation? Why are so many people living in their cell phones? 
Why are so many consumed by materialism, that pursuit of more and more and more stuff that does not satisfy it in pursuit of power and titles, in pursuit of recognition in so many countless ways? Why are so many seeking comfort in a thousand different ways, unwilling to work hard even, and feeling entitled to certain things? Perhaps because they and we do not fully know who the Lord is, do not understand what he has done for us, and therefore we do not know ourselves. Because he does reveal ourselves to us. We don't know him, we can't know ourselves. Perhaps because we are not, because they are not living out the sacramental life of the church. Of course, I'm speaking to the choir. But so many are not living the sacramental life of the church. Perhaps we are a hot mess because we are not men, women, and children of truly sacrificial prayer. So many other things take priority over our morning offerings, our, our truly sacrificial time and intimate conversation with the Lord each day. My brothers, there is a very high correlation with whether you, all the men of our parish, are living out the faith, demonstrating to their families and whether the kids will. Interestingly enough, there's a much lower correlation with mom, but there's a very high correlation with you. Live out the faith and your kids are likely to do so. You want your kids to get to heaven? Show them the way. You want your kids to be saints? Start by leading them in prayer. Be a prayer warrior yourselves. Go to confession and bring your kids with you. Church is not optional for a man who's truly leading his family in the faith. Today here, not on TV, but right here, we have the source and summit. We have peace and joy, infinite grace being offered on this altar. You want your kids to get to heaven, say no every once in a while. It's hard. But sometimes no is love. You want your kids to get to heaven, truly love them. My friends, we have all been on an incredible journey of faith these last weeks. Of course, we had the ascension where we're reminded that the Lord ascended into heaven not to leave us alone but to ascend into the sacraments. We celebrated Pentecost where he and the Father sent their spirit to guide and lead us. We celebrated the Holy Trinity and reminded that God is love. And last Sunday, Corpus Christi, where we celebrated the infinite grace of this Holy Mass and that his body and blood is offered to us. We are truly on an extraordinary journey of faith. And it is only within this context that we can hear today's gospel. And Jesus' words, fear no one. In light of all we've been studying and meditating on these past weeks, always really, how can we possibly fear someone? We must be able to receive them and see them as even possible. Fear no one, impossible without the Lord. Impossible without grace. Impossible without faith. Life is hard, and I know myself included, it's scary at times, but we should not be afraid because we have access to God, a God who is love itself in the Eucharist. We have access to his mercy 
in the door of the confessional. Fear no one, because we have access to him in his word and in our intimate conversation each day we call our prayer life. Fear no one because we have access to him in his priests. We have access to him in this beautiful community of faith. Get involved in your wonderful parish. Join the Knights of Columbus. Join that man as you. Perhaps we do another Exodus 90. Join the youth group. So many other ways of getting involved in our wonderful parish. My friends, there are perhaps many, many reasons to be afraid. But we ought to fear no one. We ought to live in humble confidence, humble confidence that God is pouring forth his grace upon us because we know that we are loved. Help your family to know that they too are loved because we know that we are worth more than many sparrows and we do have great value in God's eyes. My friends, this knowledge, this truth does require a response. Jesus tells us that we are to acknowledge him before others. Begin today. If not today, if not now, then when? My friends, fathers, please do tell your family that you love them. Do it with words and do it with actions. If necessary, ask for forgiveness. It's difficult at times that it will break down walls. Be specific and truly be sincere. Be strong. Be strong and lead your families. Continue to make those small and large sacrifices for your family. Embrace your vocation of fatherhood and as a husband. Make getting your wife and children to heaven your number one and highest priority. Kids, big and little, love your dads. Recognize that he does work very hard for you. He makes many, many sacrifices, known and unknown, for all of us, set the cell phone aside. Put those games away. Answer his silly questions. He's asking you these questions because he cares. Laugh at his silly jokes. He tells these silly dad jokes because he loves you. Let us all, my friends, lock arms in battle. Let us all lock arms in this battle that is the Christian life. Let us all embrace grace. Let us all embrace the love of Jesus Christ and fear no one. And may God be praised. Amen.